Boston's home for sport, the Sports Hub. Myers to the right. Gives to Damian Harris. Runs it right. And he bruises his way forward. Ball came loose. Damian Harris fumbled. He got to the eight-yard line. The Dolphins say they have it. Oh, my God. Damian Harris rammed into a defender. And the ball popped free. Miami has it. This is a tough play. Obviously, you got to do a better job of holding on to the ball, especially in a critical situation like that. But it's a long season. I'm not going to let this mistake define me, so I'm just ready to move forward. And the killer fumble from Damian Harris. Turn the game around as the Patriots lose 17-16. The Miami Dolphins open up the season at Gillette Stadium today. 125 rushing yards for the Patriots today as a whole. The rushing update brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford F-Series, America's number one selling trucks for 44 years straight. Proud to be the official truck of the NFL. Shaw's Patriots postgame show, Jim Murray, Joe Murray, now joined, as we are each and every postgame, with Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Greg, was is today more about the loss, or is it more about the performance of rookie quarterback Mac Jones in your eyes? I'm not sure. I'm kind of impressed that they got turncoat Jim Murray out of Tampa Bay to come back and do the show. <laughs> That's what I'm most impressed by. Contractual obligations here, Craig. No, there you go. <laughs> um, I look. I think. Um, I think people should be disappointed. I mean, look. I understand. It's no nobody understands more than I do. I'm sure Adam Jones is listening right now. That uh, I don't get overly concerned about week one or. You know, basically through week four, and I, I, I'm sure Belichick doesn't. But this is a game that the Patriots should have won. And and look, I don't think it's going to cost them anything. I don't think it's any huge deal. But you know, to have a team on the ropes like that, nine yard line, he just goes goes down there. The ball, uh, the the clock goes under three minutes. At worst, you get a field goal. They're probably going to score a touchdown there. Make Tua. They have to burn their timeouts. Two has got to go to the length of the field against that defense. Um, in that situation, and you really like the Patriots' chances. I mean, I, I I just couldn't stop thinking about Cam Newton in Buffalo last year. It felt like yeah. almost the exact same situation. I, I thought in that game the Patriots were going to go down and rip the heart out of Sean McDermott, and he was probably going to expire there on the on the sideline in Buffalo. And then... You know, some journeyman defensive lineman punches the ball out from Cam Newton and they lose. And this was sort of the same sort of thing. Hopefully this was not a precursor, but I just thought, you know, this was, this was really, really sloppy Patriots football. I'm not overly concerned because when I look around the league this year, or at least this first week, and, and Joe's probably watching this a lot more closely than I am, but I just saw a lot of sloppy football in general. I think that all the teams are being affected by this two-week layoff from the final preseason game and the three preseason games, all that stuff. I just think uh, this was a recalibration week. It's disappointing the Patriots didn't win, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Do you think they handcuffed Mac Jones early on when it came to the play calls? A little bit, yeah. And, and I'll say... Late, too. I mean, there were a couple things that sort of annoyed me with this game. Um, I, I did not have a huge problem with the the early conservatism. I mean, look, you don't – it's a kid's first start. You have no idea how he's going to react. We all think <clears throat> we know how Mac Jones is going to react. And what we saw in the second half basically rewarded that. Um, but you just never know. So you play close to the vest. And, look, they think they have a really good defense. They think they have really good special teams, both – sort of let them down at different times today. 
And so, you know, you play close to the vest for a while, see what happens. And and sure, you know, I you would have liked to have seen like a Matthew Stafford like play that he just made on his first or second throw as a Ram for a seventy four yard touchdown with Mac Jones, but I can understand the way that they went. I was more concerned, Joe and Jim, with I kept waiting in in the fourth quarter for them to really dial up a shot play. Like, and I know I've had conversations with offensive coaches before, and and some of it was in regards to the Patriots last year with Cam Newton about how like, you know, they had to you know fifteen they had three fourteen play drives. That's wonderful. But the problem is, is when you have that many drives and you don't make that many big plays, then you're, you're asking for trouble because you're increasing the percentage that something's bad is going to happen. So I would have liked to have seen them take a shot earlier in that drive, try to get the touchdown up when they had a little bit more distance. Instead, you're going, all right, nine plays, 41 yards. It's like, all right, three plays, three yards here, one play there. You know, it's just, Go for it, and then maybe you don't get exposed to a fumble like that. And as far as his it's the throws, though, on third down, where there's some that and I know. Look, you've been bullish on him, you know, is during the preseason, and and I understandably so with this performance today. But that third and eleven, specifically to James White, I thought was his best throw of the game. And so, to what you're saying, when he's able to do something like that, like yeah, you know, then maybe they should let him, you know, try to push the fall, the ball down the field a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And some of it was his own doing because I noticed, um, you know, being in the stadium and being able to see, there were some plays where he took some checkdowns where he had some guys open deep or they would have come open, and and I think that Jim is is where you see sort of the pr- the pressure accumulate and about how pressure affects quarterbacks. And look, probably one of the more disappointing parts of this game. I mean, Trent Brown goes out, of course. The guy I picked for MVP of this team goes out on like the first series of the game. I can't wait to hear Felger on Tuesday. Looks like it today, though. Um, I mean, he did look like MVP with how things <laughs> fell apart after he left. Um, but from there on out, I mean, Mac Jones was just getting the snot kicked out of him every time he dropped back to pass. And I'm great grateful that the kid was bouncing back up and making plays, and it really didn't affect him all that much. But it has it, it, I don't care who you are. I mean, even Tom Brady gets affected by pressure um, a lot, and and I think he got sped up a little bit at times because of that pressure, and it cost the Patriots from plays down the field. But also, you know, a lot of it's just him being a rookie in his first start, where he's going to watch the film and he's going to be like, ah, crap, I should have stuck with Johnu Smith down the field. He was wide open and he just didn't. And he took the check down. I mean, it's good to keep the team moving, but you got you really got to try to make plays when you can. And I thought that I thought he left some plays on the field today. You brought up Smith. The tight ends uh, were very quiet early on in the game. They went to him late in the game. But at times, the, the two undrafted kids out there, Gunner and, and Myers, like what what was with some of the personnel that they had on the field even late in the game? I think a lot of it, Joe, and, and I've never really understood this, but it's just what Belichick does, um, and it goes to some of the stuff we talked about. He just – you know, there's there's a lot of reps out there for those guys, and they're afraid of doing too much too soon. I think you can make the argument that Damian Harris had too many touches, and that might have led fatigue might have led to that fumble late. Where if you have a guy like Sony Michelle backing him up, taking every other series, you know, maybe they're both fresh legs and they're pounding the ball late. I mean, I think that's a legitimate second second guess. It's going to be one of my second guesses from this game. You know, Ramondre Stevenson fumbles, and you know he's he's in the witness protection program, and that leaves basically Damian Harris and uh, you know Brandon Bolden for a few touches, and James White running the ball a little bit. I mean, 
Really, was that the idea with a rookie quarterback to leave him out there with you know barely any running back? So, uh, yeah, I think I think that was I think it was an issue. I think the reps were an issue. It's also I didn't like, and I pointed this out on Twitter at the time. Third and one, they're trying to stop the Dolphins, and Dante Hightower and Josh Uche are watching the game, and guys like Dietrich Wise and Juwan Bentley and Chase Winovich are out there on the final drive, and and I, it must be a rotation thing because. It's the, some of their personnel uh, choices were puzzling in this game. All right, more with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal coming up here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show, specifically some of your thoughts on the defensive side of things and uh, whether or not you were uh, disappointed with some of the performance, performances on that side of the ball. And uh, your calls as well at 617-779-0985. Back with more here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Every day, 13 children are diagnosed with a brain tumor. This is offensive tackle Justin Haran. I'm teaming up with Credit Union's Kids at Heart to fund new research on childhood brain cancer. This season, with every New England first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will donate funds towards research and clinical trials up to $50,000. Together, we'll gain ground in a fight against the leading cancer cause of death in children. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The First Downs to Fight Pediatric Brain Cancer campaign is generously supported by Hanscom Federal Credit Union and Merrimack. Valley Credit Union. Tune in every Friday to Felger and Maz for Agenda Free Friday. Felger and Maz Arati on a Friday. You know what that means, Anthony? Agenda free. With your wonderful telephone call. Tomorrow night at the guy. You know who's in town? Craig, when what? the pitchers and catchers report? I'm sorry, what? Well, that it was became... the day after the Super When's the day, Boston? Do you know? Agenda Free Fridays are driven by the Bernardi Auto Group, where car buying is always agenda free. Choose from new Acuras, Audis, Hondas, Toyotas, Volvos, and over 500 pre owned vehicles. Bernardi for now. Bernardi for life. BernardiAutoGroup.com. Is it me or has everything gone extreme lately? Extreme sports, extreme home makeovers, and scarily extreme weather events. Wildfires, flash floods, tornadoes. The best way to protect yourself? Extremely good insurance. Talk to an independent agent about safety insurance. Because if you only pay for what you need... Hurricane destroyed 45 homes in the area. You may end up needing to downsize. Safety insurance will help you manage life storms. The Patriots Radio Network is proud to welcome the following new partners. Blue Bear Services. From Boston to Cape Cod, Blue Bear Services has all your HVAC plumbing and drain cleaning needs handled. Hashtag the bear was here. Mass General Brigham Sports Medicine. Specialists who understand your athletic dreams, goals, and the need to get back to them. Together, they'll write your comeback story. And Devil and Solar. Offset your energy bills and power your home through a blackout with Devil and Solar, the most trusted solar company in New England. Thank you from the home of the Patriots. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Football is back, and you can be scoring big this season by going to findmassmoney.com. Did you know there's over $3 billion just waiting to be claimed at Find Mass Money with things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, payroll and refund checks? One in ten people have unclaimed money, and one of those people could be you. Find Mass Money is free and easy to use. So don't wait. Go to findmassmoney.com and see if you can score big this football season. That's findmassmoney.com. Hey, it's Felger here. Now, you may be sweating now, but don't forget that freezing cold days are ahead. Make sure you call Blue Bear Home Services for an annual safety and performance tune-up on all of your heating equipment. Blue Bear is offering a special $99 tune-up through the month of September. Call 866-388-BLUE or book online at bluebearplumbing.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out their membership plans to ensure your family's health and safety through the winter months. Hashtag, the bear was here. $99 special is applicable to one unit. 
Hey, it's Felger here. Have you ever looked at your credit card statement and been shocked? The national credit card average interest rate usually hovers around 18%. Do you know that you can lower your interest rate and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream? Where rates start as low as 5.93% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Now, maybe you don't have excellent credit. Maybe your rating just doesn't qualify for that very low number. Lightstream should still be able to beat what you're paying right now. And since there are no fees, nothing up front, nothing at termination, or nothing in the middle, if you're just paying a lower rate monthly, that's more money in your pocket on a monthly basis basis. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and in some cases even get your money as soon as the day you apply. You see, Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience and they're still offering a special interest rate discount to our listeners. Go to Lightstream.com slash Felger and get an interest rate discount on top of the one you would ordinarily qualify for. But you have to go to Lightstream.com slash Felger. It is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 593% APR to 19.99% and include a half percent auto pay discount. Again, the lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Felger for more information and a special rate. I'm Dave Rampone, president of Heart Engineering in Cumberland, Rhode Island. We were founded in 1941, and we've been in partnership with the Carpenters Union ever since. We work in biotech and pharmaceutical facilities. The work is very demanding. We use union carpenters because they're productive, professional, and work safely. To win work, we have to be the best at what we do. And the union carpenters make my company the best. Build your business with the North Atlantic States Carpenters Union. Visit NASRCC.org. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use the code SPORTSHUB. This week, new customers get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code SPORTSHUB only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Hey, it's Zoe, and our New England football team better not miss any extra points this season because for every extra point made, my friends at Test Strips with the Z.com are donating extra diabetes supplies to Insulin for Life. After a decade in business and over 100,000 orders, Test Strips with the Z.com remains the number one source for selling your extra test strips lancets and cgm supplies the process is simple and payment is quick so start selling today at test strips with a z.com oh and you know i'll be going crazy in the booth for extra points let's go that's test strips with the z.com everything boston sports the sports hub tool works from the gutter back to his right three receivers left as he takes the snap drops back looking to his right now flush to his left in trouble loses his footing Throws oh, yeah. it to the far side. That ball up for grabs, and it's going to be intercepted along the far side. Jonathan Jones was there for the Patriots. Does he have it? He does. Interception forced by the pressure with Uche and Judon. Judon. Harassing Tango Bailoa. Patriots slot corner Jonathan Jones with the lone interception of the game with the score 17-16 at the time. And I prematurely tweeted, ball game, because we all thought the Patriots were going to go down the field. That'd be it. Or even if they you know, settled for a field goal, that eh, tool wasn't going to lead them back. And then, well, Damian Harris fumbled. But either way, Avidia Bank and J.C. Jackson teaming up for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West New England's defense. Again, forcing one turnover today. So Avidia Bank donating $1,000 to help at-risk children. And they've now donated $1,000 so far this season. Avidia Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member D-I-F. Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Greg, what do you make of the defense as a whole today? Uh, I, you know, I thought as a whole um, they were pretty good. I mean, the, the the drive to start the game, the drive to start the second half were just terrible. And there seemed to be a lot of confusion when the, when the Dolphins went hurry up. And uh, I, thought the, I thought the run defense as a whole uh, showed some holes. 
kind of stuff that I feared after watching the preseason. I was hoping that they were going to get it cleaned up by the regular season. That does not seem to be the case, and uh, it looks like they're sort of trying to feel their way as far as personnel and how they're going to do things. But, I mean, I I just I, I don't understand this, Jim. I don't. Why does Dietrich Wise play so much? I just I don't understand it. I, I it's one of those things I will never ever be able to figure out. But you know he's out there time after time, and Josh Uche is not on the field that much. I'll be interested to see the snap counts because it didn't seem like Uche was all out there all that much. It seemed like every time he was out there, he was making a play. The secondary was a little bit challenged at times. I don't know there, you know that's I. I it looked like some of the techniques that they were playing off coverage sort of thing. They were worried about to his legs more than anything else. So I understand some of that stuff, but it's got to be cleaned up because it's not like they're, they're going to be going up against unathletic quarterbacks every week. Yeah. I saw Jawan Bentley out there a lot. I know he had four, uh, what four tackles on the day here. He was kind of running around side to side, sideline to sideline. But um, we, we were just talking about, it. I don't know if we saw Chase Winovich on the field at all. And, you know, we're a big, on, big on Chris, Christian Barmore and yep. didn't really see uh, – I don't know if the running run defense is something to be concerned about again this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it gets cleaned up. I mean, it's something that alarmed me a bit in the preseason. Uh, you know, Devon Gau- Davon Gauchal was supposed to be one of their top guys. And I loved him in Miami. I loved him on film. I thought he was a great signing. I've been underwhelmed to this point, and – uh, I thought he got blown off the ball a little bit tonight again. Um, that's a concern. I did not see much of Dante Hightower. I mean, he was out there. I didn't see him do very much. That's something that's a worry. Um, you, look, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to overreact. It's week one. I want to see where things stand after about week four in terms of once these guys get used to playing and hitting and, and, and they get their legs a little bit more. But I, look, this is not exactly like the Kansas City Chiefs that they were going against tonight. Um, you know, so it, I'm a little bit concerned about the defense. Everyone's going to be concerned at, uh, about cornerback until Stephon Gilmore gets back. If he does, that's a legit concern. I just think all of it, all of it right now just seems like discombobulated and they're not exactly sure. The way I watch them on the field, it looks like they're not sure what they can do yet. And that's not unusual for Bill Belichick defenses but the problem is most of the time when they did that number 12 was on uh, you know running the offense and he could barely bail you out of a lot of things they don't have that right now so they need the defense cannot learn on the fly they need it to be better but to reiterate something you brought up earlier I mean to be fair looking throughout the league it looked like there was some sloppiness you know everywhere throughout the NFL yeah. today but I mean look at the game that you were at I mean I, th- I thought oh, that yeah, game that sucked a, oh, it was a to mess. tell you the truth it was a mess yeah, I mean, the ending was nice. I actually fell asleep in the second half, woke up with like two minutes left. Like, it was, it was outside of Dak, who looked like he was in midseason form. Um, I thought everything else was very sloppy. And that's what I saw in a lot of these games around the league. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. Yeah, but still, with some of the silly penalties that you saw on behalf of the Patriots today oh. and those turnovers, you don't, wasn't it just kind of uncharacteristic? Like, again, with like personal fouls on the offensive line and, you know, maybe look. The, I thought the refs were maybe too involved today, but you typically don't see that from a Bill Belichick coach team. Well, yeah, Jim, I think that's legit, and I think this is. And I, I hasten to call it a downside, but 
this is the stuff that you kind of invite in when you make a lot of wholesale changes in the offseason. When you bring in, when you spend $175 million and you bring in 11 new starters and you you have more rookies on the roster that have to play. You know, you're expecting the Patriots to be the Patriots. Well, why? I mean, half the guys are new. They don't know what it's like around here. They don't know what it's like to play a game here and how you're expected and how you're expected to pull a game out like that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be alarmist about it, but um, this is why I always say normally a team that makes a lot of changes, they're better year two than year one. They're certainly not great in week one uh, of the first year, but this is this is the type of general sloppiness and uncharacteristic play that comes with making a lot of changes. I was going to say, any reason why J.J. Taylor or Devin Asiasi didn't play today? I think it was just, uh, you know, they don't do a whole lot on special teams. Um, yeah, that was not a surprise to me. And, and the, the the folk elevation and the Nordine inactivation, that was not a surprise to me. I just think that, look, I mean, I think they, they think that the, the tight ends are healthy. And, you know, Asiasi still has a ways to go. And J.J. Taylor, I'm sure he'll be elevated now, but um, – I, I just think, look, they had plenty of other guys, and it's just a numbers game. All right, let's try to squeeze in a couple of calls before we let Greg go. Uh, Sean in the car wants to talk about Mac Jones. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, Big Jim. Hey, Joe. How you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Good. Hey, Greg. How are you? Um, so just a, a couple uh, quick things on Mac Jones. Well, first, actually, I want to answer your question, Jim, about the atmosphere. First off, the slips away from the paperless tickets, was a disaster early on. I was in a cl- I was in the club seats and we had to wait like almost like thirty minutes in line just to get in there. And we got in there pretty we got in line pretty early, so that was bad. But the atmosphere was amazing, almost on the level of that, that Bruins playoff game back in May, like the first game after COVID. So that was great to see that it was electric like that. And I think I'm sharing in your views on on Mac Jones at least on you know the first quarter, the first half. I was like, oh, oh no, here we go again. Just this, a typical rookie, rookie quarterback. This kid doesn't have it. But it almost felt like after every snap, he got more and more comfortable. His decision-making was better. So I agree with Greg. I think the, there's a lot more to be upset about in this game than there is to be happy about. But I think watching Mac Jones almost get better with each and every snap was something I took you know, a lot of uh, pleasure in watching. Thanks. I, I think he's. I, I think he's spot on. I mean, that's that's what I thought about Mac during the game. That I was just like, the son of a gun, this MacBook Pro supercomputer. Like, <laughs> the more data you feed into it, the better he is. I mean, by the end of the game, they're driving for the winning score, and they're they're going shotgun empty against a pretty good defense, a pretty good secondary, and they're just like, okay, kid, you you pick it out. And in the second half, like the Dolphins are trying to bring pressure, different type of stuff. And they were just putting Mac back there, and he's just sniffing it out and throwing where they're coming from. And, you know, while they weren't a whole lot of big plays, and that was, you know, probably part of their aim was just to get the ball out of his hands and, and you know, and tackle, which I thought the Dolphins did pretty well in this game. Um, I thought, you know, Mac just every snap, he gets better and better the more information you give him. And that, that has to be a positive coming out of this game. And so would you expect uh, Josh McDaniels to let him – open it up a little bit more against the, the Jets next week? I would think so. It depends what they see on film and the opponent. And But, I mean, that's a scheme that is a little bit more predictable. It's one they've had a lot of success against over the years unless, you know, the personnel is out of the park, which at times it has been with the 49ers and the Seahawks. But 
you know, the, the when if Tom Brady is going up against the defense, they would open it up a bit. Um, we even saw Cam Newton through for, you know, what, 340 yards against the Seahawks last year. And so same type of scheme, uh, the Seattle cover three, it, it, it would lend itself, you would think, to open things up a little bit more in the passing game. But uh, I guess we'll have to see on that. All right, Greg. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday on Felger and Maz for a big boy Tuesday, and we'll talk to you in the post game next week as well. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yep. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Give him a subscription at bostonsportsjournal.com. We'll get to more of your phone calls, I promise. Coming up next, Joe is going to get you caught up with the latest in the headlines. We have a Justin Fields sighting in L.A. as the Bears are taking on the Rams. Get you caught up there. Some of the other scores of the late games. Uh, But first, let's pause for station identification on the safety insurance. 98.5 of sports of Patriots Radio Network.